Hey y'all, this is Nicolette and you're listening to Definitely Not For Everyone. I am here with a guest and a friend, a very good friend, Azar. You ready for this, girl? I am so ready. <laughs> I'm so happy that you're here with me. Thank you so much for coming on. It's been like months and weeks and weeks and months, right? I know, my bad. <laughs> New baby. I wasn't going to say nothing, you know what I mean? Um, hopefully, we'll be doing this once a month or so. Hey, you never know. Okay, shit. I was hoping for like a hell yeah, girl, but okay, I'll take that. Um, <laughs> all right, so usually how we begin the episode is we start off by defining ourselves. Like, who are we? What do we do? Um, and that could change from moment to moment, day to day. Um, and it's mainly for a chance for the audience to know who we are, okay. right? And for them to understand who we are within the conversation that we're about to have or the context of the conversation we're about to have. Um, but I wanted to add something new okay. to it. Um, nothing major, just like how are we doing right now? You know, like in our world, in our little bubble of our universe, like what's going on in there? Okay. Um, Fair enough. So since it's Azar's first time here, I think I'll go first. Okay. All right. Um, so how do I define myself? Shit. I mean, y'all know me already, but I'll go ahead with it again. I am a mixed child. Mm -hmm. um, my mama is Japanese and dad is also a mixed baby too. Um, Guyanese man that he is, who we don't talk, but we'll talk about that another time. That's a whole other, whole <laughs> That's other, a whole other conversation. <laughs> um, and I'm a mama and a wife. Right now, what's going on in my world? My older child is stressing me out. Oh, girl, don't I know it. She's nine, and I think her hormones are starting right now. I mean, maybe that's ridiculous of me to say. I don't know. But it just feels like there's a lot of emotions mm -hmm. just popping out of nowhere. And I'm trying to figure out how to go about things. I don't want to be mad at her because I feel like hormones, you can't really control it so much. You right. know what I mean? And this is the first time maybe that she's feeling these things. And so I'm trying to take a step back a little bit and mm -hmm. give her some space and give me some space. Um, and hopefully wisdom will like come through in right. those moments. <laughs> um, and the other thing that I'm going through, um, I'm trying to feel comfortable in my body right now. Okay. So my body is not what it used to be. Not that it was like this tight, <laughs> hot thing or anything like that, but it was like acceptable, you know? Um, and right now I'm trying to just love the space that I'm in and the body that I'm in. And it's kind of hard. I'd be listening to Lizzo. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And um, I'm all about that whole body positivity shit. I hear you, but I think you are beautiful. Oh, that's hard. And Thank I'm not you. just saying that because I'm biased, <laughs> but you are. And honestly, I feel like we are all there, right? As yeah. women, as mothers, yes. the changes are real, girl. Are like real. super really duper are. real. And I feel you about your oldest because you know I have a nine year old daughter yes. too. And <laughs> that's how we met. Absolutely. And it's funny because, you know, we're going to be talking about this, but I felt like our daughters were kindred spirits in, I, a, in a way. Yes. Which is... Automatic. You know, I they mean, saw just, each other across the room and that was it. They're like uh, just just the same 
child in different bodies. Made of the same right. cloth. <laughs> but um, I, I completely feel you, and I didn't want to cut you off. So please go on. Tell me more about how you're feeling. <laughs> That's it. That's, That's it. it. Yes, That's where you're it's at. all on you, boo. What, okay. you, what you got to say. So let me try to define myself. And I kind of want to stick with what we're talking about because these are what this is what stood out to me when I was thinking about how I feel about what we're going to talk about. But let's get to that. Okay. Um, <laughs> so I'm a Gemini. Mm. I think that's important to state okay. prior to this conversation because I'm going to be all over the place. But um, <laughs> I am also a mother mm-hmm. and I feel very motherly right now because, as you know, I have an infant, Baby's an so almost four-month-old chunk of just delicious love. Yes. Um, but he's my third, mm-hmm. an unexpected third. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to, like, you know, just get in tune with that and be the best version of myself for him and of course my other two children as I can be um talking about hormones I just went through it <laughs> so I feel a little better now I'm bouncing back I'm happy um, to hear that. and I just you know what I love my 40s I'm not gonna lie like the idea of ever being 40 or 40 something was kind of scary to me when I was a little bit younger but now I feel more confident than I've ever felt yes Although not necessarily in the way I look right now, but that's just work that's that coming. I have to do. That's, that's, con- that's you know. what I'm saying is like, it's just something that needs to be worked on. It's not exactly. like it's gone forever, right? Right. So it's like, love the place that you're in right now, maybe? I don't know, girl. I don't know. I don't know, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know about all that because I'm a little too comfortable. Okay. I found myself talking about how unhappy I was with my weight as I was like taking down like a bowl full of rice. Maybe my third or fourth bowl. But anyway, (laughs) the point is that that's just work that I have to do. Yes. But no, you know what? I love life. I love life. And life is not easy by any means. Life is beautiful. And I'm here. You know, Mm -hmm. Nikki, I'm here. I'm here. I'm in New York City. So that's another thing. I'm not from here. Mm -hmm. I'm an immigrant three times over. Who are your Um, people? I'm Persian. Mm -hmm. I'm from Iran, born there. Lived in Dubai, lived in Montreal, finally made it to New York. But this is where my heart is. This is home. So I'm grateful and I'm happy to be here. Yeah, and I'm happy you're here. <laughs> Thank you for inviting me. Mm-hmm. But that's it. That's that's all about where I'm okay. at. Okay. So let's get into our topic at hand. Let's do it. We are talking about soulmates, y'all. Yeah, I don't even know how to begin this one. This is like a four-parter, if anything, but we're going to try to condense it in an hour. Um, So I actually did some research. I went on Google, and I typed in who was the first person to come up with the concept or the idea of soulmate. What came up, and mind you now, I'm not sure, like, if this – is accurate or not? It's Google. Google is, what do you mean? Okay. Google is accurate. Oh, all right. <laughs> so um, I think I might be pronouncing it wrong, but it is from the Heliopolis creation myth. Okay. It's an Egyptian creation myth. Um, and it was like 3100 BC. Um, and they call it um, the split soul theory. Right. And they say that the origin, it's the origin of human model, that humans originated in pairs with one original soul, ended up being split in two because they did something horrible to the gods. And the gods were like, bam, (laughs) split in two. And then they forever wandered the earth trying to look for that other. other. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. That's okay. Y'all know so how, how I feel. Really feel right? um, and so I went to Facebook mm-hmm. and I 
Okay, so I apologize, y'all, because we were having a conversation today, and I ended up putting it on Facebook like three hours ago, being like, hey, y'all. Get this to me ASAP. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) What is your definition of a soulmate, as well as, like, do you believe in it? Mm -hmm. So I have a few people who wrote me back. Thank you. I'm going to name y'all names. I hope that shit is okay. So Kevin says, Mm -hmm. it's that person you think about over any other throughout the day. And when you are apart, even tired, you want to make them breakfast in bed. Um, My uh, Philip says, which is hilarious, and I think we should talk about that too. Does imaginary (laughs) count? Oh, okay then. Mm -hmm. Um, William says it's all about being able to laugh. Okay. Right? And then Natalie, oh, she's amazing. She says, it's someone with whom you are completely comfortable, who loves you in spite of all of your flaws, never judges you, you, but calls you on your BS, has your back no matter what, and inexplicably, even with all of your differences, can't get enough of each other. I like that answer. Isn't that nice? I think it's pretty good. I was like, that's so sweet. I'm, do you mind if I just interject at this no, point? No, girl, do it. Because I found a couple of soulmate quotes that mm. I wanted to share with yes, you. Yes, share it. And I think this will just, you know, add some color to the yes, conversation. Yes, I agree. <laughs> so this one I really liked. It's from Carla Campos, who's, I believe you're familiar. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm convinced my heart knew who it belonged to long before I met her. Mm-hmm. Met her, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It's almost like an automatic connection yes. where your soul knows before you do Mm -hmm. right before your mind and your emotions can process it i like that i think it's a pretty fun definition yes i'm gonna give you a couple others okay um rumi who happens to be one of my people (laughs) persian poet said lovers don't finally meet somewhere they're in each other all along it kind of goes back to the whole egyptian theory though right yeah yeah totally right totally and one last one because this guy happens to be the author of my favorite book of all time. Might be a little cliche, but believe me, this book moved me. The Alchemist. Oh, I love not cliche. Are you kidding I me? I mean, just it's just, fucking amazing. Oh, that book so is amazing. amazing. And if you want to talk about soulmates, that book is definitely all up about there. it. Yes. So the the quote from the book is So I love you because the entire universe conspired to help me find you. And I think that's where I feel that soulmates are like I think that that's my best definition of a soulmate that all of these crazy things happen in your life that lead you to that one person and and that to me is your soulmate okay so this is my question to you let's go so okay I guess I should say what my definition of a soulmate is yes please do um I believe in soulmates I think just not in the same sense as most people do. Fair. Right? Just like that Egyptian mm-hmm. that we were just talking about, and even from a lot of the quotes that you stated, it ends up being that one person. Right. I don't think that that's true. Okay. I think that we have many in a lifetime. Um, I think that um, that person is here to teach us about ourselves. Okay. Um, I believe that um, that person has the potential to put us through depths of emotions, pain, heartache, love, and joy. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe that some soulmates are there for just a season. Mm. 
Um, <laughs> and, you know, like our goal in life, why we were brought to this earth was to be able to grow. Yeah. Right. Um, and I believe that they are doing their part in our evolution. Right. I like that. Um, that it's a really intimate link. Um, and that ultimately it's like our life teacher. Multiple life teachers. Yes. Okay. Yes. So you can basically outgrow a soulmate. Totally. In a way. Okay. Yes. I, you know what? Being, that's why I said I was a Gemini. I'm going to go like. I think soulmates are that one person and this other side of me is going to be like, no, bitch, there's like many. But I do actually agree with you. I agree with you. I feel like soulmates are not just, you do have the love soulmates, the unconditional love, that like passionate. And then I believe that there are soulmates that can be platonic. Mm -hmm. There are soulmates that can be teachers. Mm -hmm. And yeah, maybe a season, a reason, a lifetime, right? Mm -hmm. Um. I actually was thinking about my own experiences. Yes, well, tell me about it. With soulmates. Um, <laughs> Do you have one? Have you had one? I think I have one. I think I have one. Um, you know, the the pain and the passion and the fire and the crazy, it's all there. I will tell you, I, I do feel like a soulmate will make you feel the most, right? Mm, yes. Whatever that is. Yes. On either side. Mm -hmm. um, but I've had others. Not necessarily in love, right? But I definitely was thinking about my youth, my younger days, especially when I was a teenager and even a young adult. And there was another person who I feel shaped me, right? Right? Yes. And I, I will never forget him. And it was strictly platonic, like we never had a romantic relationship. But I spent hours on the phone with him, and I believe that he actually partially formed who I am as a person today he had a lot of influence on who I was and I think I did the same for him even though he may have been more of the he was a little bit older than me he had more of a teacher role in my life but I don't think I would be the same person had I not crossed paths with him mm. um and and you know there are varying degrees of soulmates although I, w I don't think I would call them soulmates kind of like I called kindred spirits, our daughters. I feel you and I are kindred spirits. Me too. <laughs> I was hoping you were going to say that for me. <laughs> um, and yeah, so I do, I do agree with you in that sense. I do feel like people are in your life and you can connect with them or vibe with them in a different space with different energy. And it's not necessarily something that science can possibly prove. I totally agree with you. Although I do have to tell you yes. to... to you know, to kind of support your theory that there's not that one single soulmate. I did some research too on Google. Oh. And uh, Google's <laughs> Google awesome. is our friend. <laughs> and mathematics doesn't support the idea that there's one person. It's almost, it, it is impossible. Mm. And with the number of billions of people that are on this earth, if there's one person that you are connected to, uh, chances are you're not going to find them, right? Because we can't, necessarily say that they're in the same region as you exactly they're the same age group as you exactly so yeah okay <laughs> well my theory is being supported really well right now i like that although i found my one soulmate so uh you know uh, i don't know <laughs> um well has this soulmate been someone who has brought positivity to your world or are they someone who has bought maybe some 
heartache and pain and controversy where it led you to an evolution of self? Yes, um, both. So turbulence, right? There, mm-hmm. It hasn't always been smooth sailing, but I don't think I've ever felt as alive as I do with my soulmate. And I think that that's what made me realize that he was the one. Um, and more than that, we just keep finding each other, you know, through life, like with all of the different events that happened to each of us individually, we just kept coming back to each other. So the the magnetism is there. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, there was something very interesting that happened with numerology between him and I, mm-hmm. which um, I actually looked it up. At the time, I kept seeing 1111. Mm, prime number. Right? Yes. Um, and I believe, like, it's called synchronicity. I think, like, Carl Jung mentioned synchronicity. And it's just it's just this, this awareness that you have to be aware in the universe when you keep seeing 1111. Mm-hmm. I've been seeing it a lot, but I especially, during a period in my life, was seeing it all the time. Like, it was annoying. It's to the point where it was annoying. And it's when we reconnected, he mentioned it to me that he'd been seeing 1111 a lot lately. And I looked it up. And it's so funny because it'll, what I found at the time was that once you see 1111, your soulmate is around you. So look for that I soulmate. I never knew that. Anyway, so I have an 1111 tattoo. Magic tattoo. <laughs> but uh <laughs> might be a little cheesy. But anyway, point is that, yeah, they're, they're – there are signs, you know, and there is that that intense, I don't want to say attraction, but that intense need and desire to be with that person. And that might just be describing a toxic relationship, but I'm thinking that <laughs> <laughs> it goes beyond that. And there really is something, something there, you know. I, I don't think, I don't feel like I want to be without this person. I feel like my life is incomplete without him. You know? Okay. I'm hoping he feels the same way, by the way, I'm because sure he does. the whole idea of a soulmate would kind of go down the drain if this was a one sided relationship. <laughs> but yeah, so hmm. that's where I stand. Interesting. So for me, because of the way that I believe in this whole soulmate thing, um, like, for example, I feel like my daughters are my soulmates. I love that. I feel like. My husband is my soulmate. Mm-hmm. And I feel that my mother and my father are my soulmates. And I feel that way because my dad and I had a very tumultuous relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't have a choice in that. You know what I mean? Like, right. he produced some sperm and he wanted to raise me. And so, <laughs> kind of. <Yeah>. Um, whatever. <laughs> um, you know, and um, but I learned he brought about so much emotion right and through that i was able to learn so much about myself as a human being Mm -hmm. i was able to learn about my worth i was able to learn about the groundwork and the basis of the human being that i am right because of the tumultuous relationship that we were in right and then my ability to let go also was in itself a learning of course. You know what I mean? Of being able to let go of something so 
big in your life, your father, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, how do you do that, right? Yeah. Um, but the fact that I was able to do, I mean, it took a very long time right. and a lot of heartache and pain and crying and all that stuff that, um, but I am so much better for it. Yeah. And I thank him for all of it. You know what I mean? Because I wouldn't be the person that I am today. And I really like me. <laughs> I really like you too. <laughs> um, you know, and my girls, like right now, the oldest one and the small one too, mm-hmm. like they bring about so much emotion mm-hmm. um, that ranges yeah. from like extreme love to I'm going to beat this yes. child right now. <laughs> You know what I'm oh, talking about. I absolutely You do. know, like, I'm going to beat your ass. Yeah. You better run. I'm going to beat that ass. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, and so I feel like I learn a lot about myself as mm-hmm. well as, like, the world and the universe and energy and, yeah. you know, all that woo-woo yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and so I feel like I, maybe I'm confusing soulmate for life teachers or life teachers. It's you know what I mean? Thing, but I, mean. I feel like they're the same thing yeah. because these people wouldn't have come into your life. I, I don't believe in... Um, reincarnation? No, no, I do believe you in reincarnation. I do, yes. But I don't believe in coincidence. Coin- oh, Destiny. So you believe that I everything. I do. Okay. I do. And that was another question I had for mm-hmm. you is why are people human beings? Why are they or why do you think that they are so akin to the belief of soulmates? Like people love that. Yeah, they do. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, maybe because. Oh, another interesting study. I read, yeah, but I'll talk me. about that. Maybe because they need that. Maybe because they need to reaffirm to themselves that they made a right choice, even if everything doesn't feel right. Um, Maybe because they, you know, it, it. It's almost like believing in Santa Claus and and believing that there's something beyond us, you know. There's got to be something to explain it. Uh, that's what I would think, yeah. you know. But I, then again, not everyone does believe in soulmates. That's so. true. I was thinking that it is probably because people don't like to think that life is random. Right. And that that there's no one out there looking out for you. Yeah. You know, that shit just happens and that shit just happens, that Mm -hmm. there's no rhyme or reason for it. And I feel like that's why people um, like religion, not that they like religion, but they're attracted to religion. Mm -hmm. You know, it gives you a sense of purpose, a sense of grounding even. Um, And I feel like the term soulmate or that belief is probably one of those things. Yeah. And and I would have to agree. Um, I'm trying to think. Yeah, tell me about the study I, that you were talking about. I don't about. know if I actually found the name of the, because I don't want to just talk about a study. And it was a study that was done by Spike Lee, but not the Spike Lee, you think. Oh, okay. um, In University <laughs> I was of like, Toronto. Oh, Spike Lee. <laughs> in the, at University of Toronto. Yeah. Um, and it says the people who view themselves as soulmates tend to be less satisfied when they think of the conflicts in their relationships. 
because it's like not a realistic idea really right I mean I I love that I believe in soulmates and there's a lot of stuff I believe in that half of me doesn't really support and believe in because I have a bit of a scientific mind mm-hmm. on one side mm-hmm. and there's no evidence to support this <laughs> really <laughs> right but this the part of me that has faith and that moves forward every day when shit is horrible it's that same side of me that believes in soulmates and it can't be quieted you know what i mean I do. but i do understand this this study because think about it it's not if you if you if you think about it scientifically or whatever evidence points to it it's not the realistic way to think of things it's almost like you're making everything fluffy and flowery and looking at everything through rose-colored glasses mm-hmm. that then conflict that is so normal and that can be um, handled, you know, properly mm-hmm. feels like such a devastation, right? It's so tragic when you have conflict with this person that you view as your soulmate. That's not supposed to happen, you know? Well, I guess that's the question, right? Like, is what you're going through, the negative parts of your relationship with this soulmate is that supposed to be like, is that part of your soul and his or her soul's destiny to complete, you know, or is it really ra- some random shit? Right. Um, well, there's another theory that, I mean, there's so many theories, but I'm not saying this is what I believe, but there's a theory that you might, um, you might misidentify your soulmate Um, who's actually your twin flame. And supposedly a twin flame is somebody who mirrors you, but who brings out all of the shit. You know what I mean? Like Mm. they bring out the darkness as well as your greatness. um, And they put you through that lesson. So So that's what I'm talking about then. I believe that you might be referring, I feel like the way that you look at a soulmate could be that. Right. But, and those people from what I read online, because this was the first time I actually ever came across that term, mm-hmm. um, they are the stepping stone to your soulmate. Like, they're the learning curve. That's where you better yourself to ultimately get to that next level. Um, mm. but, you know, Girl, the theory, look at you. Theory on dropping theory on gems. Okay. I like that shit. Google, baby, I tell God, you. God, but you know what? That's probably what it is. And now that I think about it, um to if i'm supposed to if like i were to categorize right Mm -hmm. then yeah dad was definitely a twin flame Mm -hmm. um but my husband yeah he is a soulmate right yeah definitely because there was like when i first met david we were um i could see it like so clearly you know what i mean like there's I've never been, a, I don't, I'm not able to do that with anybody to mm-hmm. actually be able to see through my own eyes right now, sitting in front of you exactly went down when I first met him and the feelings that I felt and the thoughts that I had, you know? So it hit you the second you saw him. It did. Okay. It definitely did. Yeah. And we're what? Like 12 years in. I'm so bad with fucking anniversaries. <laughs> oh my God. Um, sorry, David. Um, but yeah, I guess. He he is my soulmate. That's that's great. Yeah. And I love you too, by the way. <laughs> I love you too. You know, you were talking about your daughter and it's it's interesting because I have three kids. Mm-hmm. 
but I do believe my oldest is my soulmate. Yeah. And I love them all. Yes. It's not but about my, that. But my oldest came to me in the most special way. Um, my mom passed away in 2008. And, you know, my losing my mom was probably my biggest fear. So mm. as a child, I had separation anxiety. Every time she would leave, I thought she was not coming back. I thought she was going to die. I don't know why I had this problem. I mean, maybe there's just some chemical imbalances. <laughs> it's like genetic or whatever. But um, I did feel that way. Yeah. So losing my mom and surviving that made me feel indestructible. Mm. But then on top of that, you know, I had a baby a year and a half later and I never found out whether my kids were going to be girls or boys. It was always a surprise. Okay. And I thought that I was carrying a boy for nine months. And on January 31st, I went into labor. And I had a girl on February 1st. And that was my mom's birthday. So not only, you know, did the baby come on my mom's birthday, but this boy that was I was supposed to birth was a girl. <laughs> but... There's something about my daughter. She carries like this wisdom that's way beyond her years. And she speaks to me at moments where I, I almost feel like I need to be spoken to. And it's it's divine, you mm, know, mm -hmm. and I and I I just don't understand it really. I can't explain it, but I don't question it and I accept it. And I I look to her for that, which I probably shouldn't because, you know, she's only nine. But <laughs> I, let me just say, I listen to her for yes. that. Mm -hmm. um, so I have an example. And I, I feel like she's my, because this is like you said, it was that these people are there to teach you or, or maybe to support you or maybe to get you through things. Um, I have a couple of examples, but I have one. I had recently gone through a divorce. And here I was with two kids and they were young. Um, maybe five and three, and I was just trying to figure out how am I going to take a shower and bathe these kids at the same time? Like, <laughs> how was I going to get this all done? And I was almost panicking when she came up to me, and I didn't say anything to her. I just kind of went into the shower kind of frazzled, and she came up to me, and she pulled the curtain aside, and she was just like, Mom, it's going to be okay. I'm going to take care of my little brother while you take a shower. I have his towel and I will get him out of there so that you can then come out after him and, and get yourself dressed. And it was, you're five, you know, like it was kind of like, but it was everything I needed to hear at that moment. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like sometimes soulmates are there to save you and it doesn't matter in what form they come and, and kind of to your point, you know, a reason, a season, or a lifetime, mm -hmm. they might just come and go and they might just be needed at that moment, you know? Yeah. I was listening to, just today, I was listening to Oprah's Super Soul Sunday. I don't mm -hmm. know if I'm allowed to say this. Um, and um, she was talking to the new poet laureate mm -hmm. who happens to be a Native woman. And they were talking about her life because she also had written a book, I believe, about um, how she came to be in mm -hmm. her life up till now. And one thing that she said that struck me that made me remind that reminded me of what you were talking about. Mm -hmm. um, she said that our ancestors come into the world with us when a new child is born. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so you saying that she came in on your mama's birthday mm-hmm. and that she's able to speak to your soul. Mm-hmm. Like your generations are pe- of people are behind her. Right. You know what I mean? And I really believe that. Like, you know, when something is spoken to you and it just rings true. Absolutely. That's what it felt like when I heard her say that one thing. Mm-hmm. And so it's so funny that we're talking about this and like. Yeah, the connection was right. made. I'm not sure exactly how that all relates yes. to it, but but it kind of does, right? Because like you said, so. speaking to your soul at the end of the day, not everybody does that. No. So I think it is a special connection when someone does. Yeah, I think this whole soulmate thing is a bigger bubble than everybody makes it into. Because right. I was speaking to a friend today. Her mm-hmm. name is Kelly. Hey, Kel. Um, <laughs> and she was telling me, I asked her about this soulmate thing. Mm -hmm. And um, one thing that she had mentioned that struck me was that could it possibly be that if you happen to believe in past lives, that these are people that you knew in this past life, but you have not completed that cycle Mm. of whatever that cycle is and that they have come back again and you have come back again to complete whatever that cycle is, that process, yes. What do you think about that? It's an interesting theory, but what does that mean in terms of if there are multiple? The same thing. So do they just keep coming back in different forms? Maybe. Okay. Because, I mean, I feel like we come back to learn many things. Right. Um, but I feel like we're getting off track. Anyway, okay. so. Um, <laughs> yeah, real listen, please, Nikki. Um, so as a soulmate speaking, so I'm saying that my husband, mm-hmm. David, is definitely my soulmate. Okay. Right? Um, now, from what you had said originally, you felt that there was just one soulmate that you can have. My one my love soulmate. Your one love mm-hmm, soulmate. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. Got it. So I do feel there's different soulmates, but I don't think they all fit in the same category. Okay. Got it. So you have you have everything kind of like boxed off, like what we were talking about earlier with teachers yes. and, and that kind of thing. Yeah. I mean... This is not an exact science. You know? We are not experts. <laughs> right. Not These even a little are bit. just opinions. And our quotes are from Google. And so. our quotes are from, And uh, <laughs> yes, Google is our friend. Yeah. <laughs> and so is our fucking research. Right. It's all from fucking Google. That exactly. is so freaking hilarious. Um, <laughs> Sitting here sounding like we know what we're talking about. Uh, no. Absolutely clueless. Um, so what was your original thought when I came to you and was like, let's talk about soulmates? I know that you were conflicted about talking about, am I correct in saying you, that? You are. Um, I don't, you know, it's just weird because I question myself so much that there are only certain things that I feel very confident in and everything else I don't like to speak on something unless I feel like I know what I'm talking about. Mm. But you made me very comfortable in that this is a conversation. It's just two friends talking it out. And shit, if I'm wrong, who cares? You know, (laughs) like I've been wrong before. 
Like we all have. We'll, we'll, I'll We're survive all supposed it. to be, yes. You know? But yeah, and then I thought, you know, I thought about my own situation and there are days where I could sit here and I will defend my belief in soulmates and my specific soulmate and my specific situation. And then there are days where I question everything. And I was wondering what kind of day is this going to be, you know, because yeah. <laughs> I want to speak to you from my heart. But, you know, if I take myself out of this conversation and mm -hmm. think about it as a whole, I never questioned soulmates. I never have. I always believed. Hmm. So, you know. And so do you like for the people that are listening, though, mm -hmm. um, I feel like it's important to say that it's whatever you want it to be, ultimately. Exactly. It's whatever makes you feel good and feel grounded and okay. feel at peace and feel loved. Um, that, you know, your beliefs are your own mm -hmm. um, and they have a right to exist. Yeah. And... Um, we ain't nobody. <laughs> and not for nothing, we use our beliefs to support our decisions, to support the choices we've made, to defend some of the bullshit that we do. Oh, girl. Um, so, Speak. you know, it's just, it, it is what it is. You know, today I could sit here and talk to you about how, you know, sure I am that I'm with my soulmate. And hey, shit happens. Maybe next week I'll have a different conversation with right. you. <laughs> Maybe not, you know. It's right. just, but I love that. You know, I love that I do have the ability to feel connections like this. Yes. I, I don't aside know. Aside from all the labeling. Right. right? And right. aside from all the names that we choose to call it and how we want exactly. to categorize shit. It's about the energy. Right. And I don't think I'm an intuitive person at all, to be honest. I know I really don't. I mean, at least my judgment of character might not be the greatest. But <laughs> I know there's certain people that are better than me with this, I for sure. But I do know that I can feel, you know? So... I, I don't think I'm super open. I am kind of selective about who I let close to me. But when there's a connection, I can't, I can't deny that. Yeah. So I, I love that, that I'm able to feel that. Yeah. All right. Well, let's wrap it up. Okay. We've um, been talking for that long. Yeah, girl. girl. Um, so usually I would do two things. Mm -hmm. One would be. Are there, is there any advice that you would like to give our listeners of like 50 people? <laughs> I love y'all. Thank you so much for fucking listening. Y'all have no yeah. idea. Um, but yeah, any advice that you want to give? No. Sorry. Okay. Just because, I mean, and I love you. I, maybe the only advice I'd give is to keep listening to your podcast. But I just don't, I don't ever like giving advice unless I'm asked for it. Because lord knows girl i am not in a position to be giving people advice i mean my life is great and all but i could be way farther than i am in life but point is that yeah no i have no advice i got some advice okay you could go ahead um the only advice i have and the one that i for the, i think say the most often is know thyself oh that's a good one that's a good one yes <laughs> Yes, see, I will take that advice. 
<laughs> if you need to go to therapy to know thyself, fucking go. Mm-hmm. You know, you can do it on your own too. But the more that you know about yourself, the more that you'll be able to love yourself, protect yourself, and do the same for others. That's all I got. I love it. Second thing, last thing, mm-hmm. our rants and raves. Now, do you have anything that you would like to rant about? Or do you have anything that you would like to rave and like big up? I don't have anything I want to rant about. I don't want to I don't want to focus on anything negative. Um I want to rave about the fact that I got this opportunity. <laughs> Um, and that I appreciate that you invited me over here and that I am really just, I'm in such a good space um, of just gratitude, of just loving my life, loving my kids. And, you know, I just feel, I feel hopeful. And it might just be the baby. He brings me a lot of joy. Mm-hmm. But um, I feel, I feel blissful. I feel hopeful. I have faith. So I'm happy. That makes me happy. <laughs> um, I don't have any rants. My own, I guess my rave, mm. it goes to you. Mm. Yes. Thank you so much for coming. Of course. Thank you so much for deciding to come. Oh, yeah. No, <laughs> I had to just put it in stone there. Um, and I'd also like to thank the listeners, always and forever. Mm-hmm. Y'all are amazing. I can't believe y'all fucking listen to this shit. <laughs> Um, and I really appreciate it. Um, if you haven't already, please subscribe. This shit is free. Mm-hmm. It's not three ninety nine or one ninety nine. It's free. Um, and uh, I hope y'all keep listening. I love y'all, and thank you. Bye. Bye.